internationally renowned podcast, Never Made Varsity. International. We international. We got Germany. And Switzerland. And Chile. Shout out to you, Henry. (laughs) We know you're out there climbing all those mountains. We miss you. Well, once again, I am Maverick Hart, the head ginger in charge here. Where can we find you, Maverick? You can find me on Twitter at heartbreak two underscores kid. And uh, I'm back. I'm David, and you can find me at D underscore river underscore O on Twitter. I'm also back. We are also actually recording this time. (laughs) Oh, boy. Thanks. (laughs) You can find me if I'm not banging my head into the soundboard after I (laughs) screw up the buttons on here. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. Uh, My name is Colby. I was still surprised when I heard the theme music, even though I said I was ready to start recording. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at Colby Complains, all one word. Y'all made fun of me for introducing those four, those eight beats of prep clicking. I like it. Yeah, how are you surprised? You could hear the clicks. I can. I clear my head when those come on. I like it. It make it puts me in the right mindset to do the best podcast in the world when it's recording. I didn't even hear the clicks. So let's talk about that. What what happened about what, so five hours ago? We we I almost said filmed. We that happened. That happened. <laughs> we recorded a whole podcast. And turns out it wasn't recording. We didn't get any of it. So now we're back. We out you. Recording again for y'all. Andrew, I'm sorry that you didn't make it on that last episode. We'll get you on here again. R.I.P. Shout out to Andrew. Your heart will go on. When I figure out how to work Skype, you'll get on here. (coughs) Yep. So let's talk about yesterday, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. And I should. Do we have to? Once was more than enough. (laughs) Yeah, we have to do this all over again. And once again, I forgot to start the stopwatch. (laughs) You think you'd learn, Colby. (laughs) Even from the car on the way over here, I was like, okay, as soon as I get in, I'm going to open the stopwatch. See, this is a perfect opportunity for the quack noise. I could have used the quack. (laughs) So anyways, yesterday we played a football game (laughs) against Louisville. Louisville. Mm. Uh, The Heels lost 47 to 35 um, Mm -hmm. to Louisville Cardinals. Yeah. Um, the Heels gave up 705 yards of offense. 705. Yeah. 705 yards. Like 350 plus 355. And, oh my God. We what gave up 35 is? first downs and we were only lost by two possessions. The craziest part the is that. The defense didn't look terrible. No. <laughs> but the worst part is that Lamar Jackson accounted for 525 of those. That's insane. It really is. So, yeah, looking at the box score, um, Lamar Jackson ran for 132 yards, um, threw for about another 400, um, and that's pretty much the story of the game. I mean, he's a former Heisman winner. Like, he's going to be good. But the fact that that our secondary looked that abysmal is just no excuse. They didn't look good. They did not look good at all. Not even preseason All-American MJ Stewart. No, he was out here getting burnt. I mean, their wide receivers were somewhat five yards. It looked like every single play ahead of our DBs. And, I mean, it looked like it was they, – they just had total ease getting ahead of our DBs. They had a huge cushion coming off the line. This is the second week in a row that we've given up major yardage to one wide – at least one wide receiver because their, their receiver, Jalen Smith, had nine receptions for 183 yards with a 20.3-yard average per catch. 
That's insane. But here's my thing about the cushion in pass coverage. So, like, I'm fine with a cushion on, like, first and ten, second and seven. But if it's third and three, you're giving a five-yard cushion, you're giving up a first down. Can I read y'all the average? Can I just, like, run down the list of yard averages, like, yards per catch average? Please. Please. It's uh, 20.3, 19.5, 15, 21, 7, 9, 15, 6, 6. Averages. Averages. Half their team is Mac Hollins. <laughs> oh man, I miss Mac. Oh, I miss Mac so much. I miss having an offense. I miss. <laughs> I almost said miss having a defense, but we never really. <laughs> had a we put yeah, up thirty-five points. Yeah. No, the offense wasn't the problem this time. Surprisingly, yeah. I thought. I thought this is my. <laughs> this is David's apology corner for where I uh, apologize for everything I got wrong in the last podcast. <laughs> uh, first off, I said that Lamar Jackson wasn't an NFL caliber quarterback because his uh, fundamentals and throwing weren't that great. Threw for like what? What were his passing yards like? Brandon Harris threw for two hundred and sixteen yards. Average no Lamar. For, oh Lamar, three hundred ninety three yards. With a QBR of 95.5. Yeah, That's what I, I get for not listening. Yeah, I said that his <laughs> game wouldn't transfer to the NFL very well. I'm, I, after seeing him in person, I am way wrong. This man is a monster. Well, my thing is, I, I was on the same line of thinking as David, um, and then I thought about it. And um, let's see, Brian Hoyer is still an NFL, a starting NFL quarterback. So if he can do it, I think that Lamar Mike Glenn. He was good in Cleveland. Or Scott Tolson. Or Scott Tolson. Oh, man, the Colts got smacked today. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Mike Lennon, though. though. Mike Lennon is a starting quarterback in this <laughs> league. <laughs> you know, I think it's really just a week-to-week thing, though. Uh, I mean, it was disappointing to see them lose again on Saturday. But I feel a lot better after this game than I did after the Cal game. Just because they showed a lot more fight in this game. They showed a lot more promise I mean, team. Brandon had the offense moving. I mean, mm-hmm. neither Chaz nor Brandon looked Bad. Minus that one. Play. Minus min- <laughs> minus a, minus that one. That's play another play. thing that I want to. The that was another thing that I want to talk about because <laughs> Chaz Surratt's <laughs> bless his heart. <laughs> rushing total is negative thirty one because of that one <laughs> sack that he took. Got to take the L. Third and what eighty five yards. Yeah, you just, you have to throw it out on that kind of a play. Throw it out or take the sack. Even take the sack take is the almost sack. better at that point. Yeah. yeah, at that point, that's where I think. Chaz looked like he kind of looked deer in the headlights at that point. That's where he showed that yeah. he's really too green to be playing. And I think that's the moment that Fedora was like, all right, I think it's time to put Brandon in. Well, there was also the report that he had a nagging leg injury um, after his very first run. But so. Colby, that's not a sexy storyline, okay? I need a storyline. And the storyline <laughs> is that Chaz was, it was too big for his bridges and he needed to come out and we need to put the vet from LSU in, you know? And he pooped his pants and that's why we need the <laughs> P-tent. <laughs> I mean, I remember after halftime, I saw that Brandon had come in, and I didn't understand why after I thought Chaz had a successful first half. He was 12 of 14. And so it was confusing to me. But then Brandon actually really started to look like he was coming into his own. Uh, like I said, make no mistake about it, this team has a lot of fight in them. Uh, they're putting I, what I believe to be they're all into it. It's just the better team won. They, they didn't look – I feel like the cow game, we looked lethargic – and we were just making mistakes that we shouldn't have made. But this game, I feel like I saw a lot more fire in their eyes, and they really wanted to. They really wanted to scrape and claw for this win. But it just, you know, we we're going up against the brick wall. Against you know, we we're going up against a Heisman winner, a Heisman winner, and then a, a really good defense in Louisville. And then, ah. 
I don't know if I would call them really good. They're, they're a respectable defense. They're not. It's not like a scrub team. Defense. They're better than our defense. Oh well, yeah. It's not like it's not like. A, but I'm saying it's not like a scrub defense. Okay, that's fair. I I think that we can all agree that this team's not gonna become amazing overnight. Like, no. We hope that by the end of the season we can contend for a bowl game. It's a week by week thing. It's a process, and we're just gonna have to trust it. Like yeah, you might you might you might say that we need to. Trust the process. No, we're, we're... Oh, dang it. Wrong sound effect. I'll play it now. <laughs> That's now what you we're struggling, I, de- I deserve we're not, that. We're not the Philadelphia 76ers quite yet. Like I said, I mean, it might just be have to follow the, the, the old mantra that it's a one-game season. It's just getting 1-0 every week. You know, and I think yeah. that's what they're going to have to take. My thing is both of these games have been winnable. Yeah. Like, we're so close in both we, of these we were, games. We were leading going into the fourth quarter. And, I mean, like, that might not have held up. And, I mean, you know, we weren't getting nearly as much as we needed to be on the ground game. But still, we had a 28-27 going into the fourth. Yeah, it, yeah, 28-27. And without, the, um, without that loss of, like, 20 or 30, we would have been rushing for f- about 50 yards for the game, which is what Purdue did last week against Louisville. I'm sorry. I, every time I look at these rushing totals and I see Chester at <laughs> minus 31 yards, it just has me giggling. <laughs> it's it's nowhere amazing. near as bad as that third and 93 in the oh, Mississippi State, what was it, Louisiana Tech game. Something like oh, that. man, that was funny. Third and 93. <laughs> I just someone see gre- the one with the yakety sacks in the background. <laughs> someone greased up that ball. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, man. but yeah. Also, one thing I wanted to mention before we move on from this is that Austin Prohl <clears throat> actually looked. This is he looked a lot better than he did in the Cal game. He was working them. He was working them, and um, you know Thomas Jackson is a solid, solid receiver. I think he's going to be a really like a, like an asset for us yeah. moving on. Andrew Jackson looked great. <laughs> Anthony Ratliff. Yeah, I was just about to say yeah. that uh, Anthony Ratliff Williams on uh, on kick returns is a force. Give yeah. him number three. It gave him number three. Yeah, he I mean, almost ripped off a couple. Yeah. yeah. Also, shout out to Brandon Fritz. He's had the two touchdowns on the day. Mm-hmm. I mean, kid, kid can go up and grab a ball. I mean, and he had that one fumble. Like, but he was making a play at that point. Like, mm-hmm. he was stopped about five yards back from the end zone on fourth down, and he he could have if he had, wouldn't have fumbled, he would have had the touchdown. And that's more than I would have asked for at that point because he looked like yeah. he was dead in the water from five yards back, and and he still made it at least make it within the one yard line. Yeah, it was. It's an unfortunate happening, but. That's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. But, I mean, with what else he did on, on the day, I mean, it was very much worth it. So if we have one word to describe our feelings after this game, what would it be? Winnable. Hopeful. Growth. The ceiling is the roof. I swear to God. <laughs> is that hyphenated? It is. <laughs> Thank you very much. That video, that, that video that they showed was fantastic. <laughs> it's so silly. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. It's, it's so silly. I love that Turner Walson hates it. <laughs> Do we think that Michael was sober when he said that? It's fun for me to think that he wasn't. <laughs> it puts a little bit more mystique onto that, it. It entertains me more to think that he There's no way that he was completely with it. He said it with some seasoning. <laughs> The ceilings Okay, no, he's not like a drunk. He's not from like the boondocks. <laughs> Hold on, I'm saying like he's had to be like buzzed. I'm not going to speculate on that. I don't know. <laughs> he, he definitely fumbled with some other like parts of that speech. Like he said, I want to welcome coach. 
instead of like I want to congratulate Coach at one point. Like, and isn't he supposed to be a good public speaker? Is he? I don't know. Is he? You know he is good at basketball. I just remembered during. What did you game, say he's the second best ever? Oh my god! Oh my god! We are not doing this again. I just remembered that during that halftime thing, um, I was sitting next to my friend Adam, and Adam looked at me. He was like, "Did he just say the ceiling is the roof?" And I was like, "Shh, the ghost talking." <laughs> All that I really remember about that is that. I was sitting in my chair, and every time I moved, there were little specks of paint flying off of me because I painted my whole body to look like Aang from Avatar. It was sad that we didn't have the goat there on Saturday, but that halftime show, that was really something special. It really was. was James Worthy was our backup plan. Not many schools can say that, that a top 25 player all time is their backup. Yeah, When you have James Worthy to give Coach Roy his national championship ring. As a backup. As a backup. As a backup. You know you're in pretty good. I wonder who they invited as the, oh, crap, we need somebody. (laughs) Well, I'm sure James was there. And they just kind of. No, the other, the yeah, the person who was on the bottom. Wes? Like, why wasn't Tyler? No. Why wasn't, why wasn't Tyler Hansborough there? He's debatably the best Carolina basketball player ever. No, I think that was one of the shocking things. Like, I knew that Tyler Hansborough wasn't there or Ty Lawson, and I think the thing was that they just recently were signed to teams in China, and so I don't know if their season has started. They might have traveled over to China for that. Uh, I mean, like I said, I feel like they would have been in the ceremony otherwise. I just want to point out that the distance that, like the the white paint that separates the field from the sideline, that's how far away I was from Raymond Felton and Wayne Ellington, and I like fangirled extremely hard, and I was like. I want to say I want you to make eye contact with me so I can like faint right now. <laughs> I just want to say that um, from the back of the band, I may or may not have yelled "big grits" when they said Eric Montross's name. Shout out to the Carolina Insider Pod. <laughs> See you later, big grits. <laughs> oh man, it, I just was standing there, like right behind the team as they got the rings. You know, seeing all the players, uh, former champions from 1957, 1982. 1993, 2005, and 2009, you know, all a part of this big moment for this new team, the 2017 National Champions. You know, I don't know what else can embody the sense of this Carolina family that people always hear about. You know, there is a true brotherhood in Carolina basketball. You know, you see it when it's tournament time, when there's always players supporting uh, the team wherever they go. and it's in moments like this, you know, I just thought it was a really special moment getting to see all those players in one place supporting one another as one Tar Heel family. But my thing is, like, when I heard that the former champions were coming back, it didn't surprise me. I was like, yeah, that's what they do. And then it, that doesn't it, happen in every school. Yeah, man. it's starting to click. It's starting to click. It's like, when you see when you hear that, like, 40 plus Carolina basketball alum are out at the at the title game, like watching. Yeah. Like, that's, that's crazy. Cool. That's, that's crazy. Really cool. And yeah. they're all like getting together, like saying what's the people like ones from different generations. Like they weren't on the same team. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. It, but they're the, still acting. They see each other like they're like just it's like a family reunion. You at know? this point, it's just understood that that's how this family works. And so, I mean. There, there isn't another program in this country that can match that, in my opinion. There's a school eight miles down the road that wears the wrong shade of blue that calls themselves the Brotherhood. But I think we all know where the real Brotherhood is. Yeah. It's right here. I think what got it for me is what the coaches got their the assistant coaches and strength trainers got their rings first. And 
I don't even know who it was, but two of the coaches on the side of the band closer to you and me, Mav, I saw after they got their rings, they both opened their boxes and were jumping up and down together. And I realized, like, because I only have experience before this with one championship ever. And I wondered, like, what happens in the second championship because, like, obviously winning a championship is amazing, but eventually the shine wears off. But I think that made it clear that it doesn't. Like, yeah, I guarantee I guarantee you Roy Williams is hungry for another one. Oh yeah. He wants to come he wants to come back and win another we're, one. We're we're whenever someone asks who the blue bloods are in basketball, Carolina is one of the first names mentioned. And for a reason. For a reason. And even then it still doesn't get old winning championships. And people are like, it really does it. I remember when <laughs> I've had three in my lifetime and it's still great. Yeah. I think one of the arguments was like, oh, it took you like, what was it? Like, you know, because it was 2005, 2009, 2017. Oh, it took us eight years. It took to get you eight one. years to get another one. Oh, it took, are you kidding me? It took are Cleveland 52 me? years are you to kidding? get our one. That's what you want to say? Yeah. Roy Williams has three championships at Carolina. Are you kidding me? 2005, 2009, 2017. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That is, he is in the top. He is in the co- con- if he's not in the conversation for, so for one of the greatest coaches of all time, I don't know what. I, don't I know think that this, this year put him in that conversation because what other coach can say they got three championships in 12 years at one school? It's a very rare group. You, that's like your John Woodens and Adolph Reps of crowds. But that's the thing is, I don't, I don't know if there's anyone else in the modern no, era. There really, there really is, to be honest. I mean, Roy has really put himself you know, on a different stratosphere of coaching. And I get in this argument all the time, but at some point the numbers have to add up in Roy's favor. He, three championships in 12 years, he's gotten his 800th win. By the time he retires, you'd expect 900, maybe depending on how long he stays, 1,000 is in the picture. If he gets 1,000 wins, you have to think he's in the conversation for the GOAT. And he has the most... Tournament wins yes. since being at Carolina, does he not? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't know if anyone. The most it. tournament wins, I believe, the most championship. I'm sure the most championships, the most Final Fours. He he's been dominant, and what makes it even more impressive is that he doesn't recruit talent like Duke or Kentucky or Kansas. He finds three and four stars, three star and four star guys, and makes them into Final Four MVPs. Yeah. All right, we could gush about Roy all day, but we got to move on. And I'm on. sure we will. I'm sure we will <laughs> at some other point. Um, so, wrapping up Louisville, Heels lose 47-35. Next week, um, the Heels go on the road um, to Norfolk to face Old Dominion University. It smells like fish. <laughs> Be warned, football team, if you're listening, I hope you like fish. Breaking news. Um, UNC opens as a 7.5 favorite over Old Dominion. That's too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've had good luck against them in the past. Uh, one of the biggest memories I've heard from alumni of the Marching Tar Heels is that we played Old Dominion in 2013, the year before we got here. It was a absolute beating. I remember watching that game on TV and being like, oh, that's so cool. I'm going to be in that band next year and being like real happy, not thinking about the rain at all. Like Apparently, it was a downpour, and it was the fourth quarter we were – already up uh, I, I believe the final score was 80 to 20 and they even started a, a running clock in the fourth quarter just because of the score that's amazing do we yeah. even know if old dominion fields a football team what's their record who have they played do they have players 
<laughs> or is it just like tackle sluts? Hashtag undefeated season. Um, <laughs> they beat um, Albany 31 to 17 the first week, um, followed by last or yesterday beating UMass um, 17 to 7 on the road. Quick, does someone know their mascot? Uh, the um, Monarchs. Dang it. I was close to it. I was going to say Royals. It's the Monarchs? Monarchs. Wow. It's a lion. A monarch's not a lion. Well, because like... Well, I guess the king of the jungle, I guess. Well, and I presume their color is purple. Uh, It's like blue and... um, It's like a little darker than royal blue and silver. So like going towards purple. I'm colorblind. I don't know the spectrum. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) It's like between navy and royal blue. Okay, royal... Going going towards purple. Royal blue is... So... Think about it, like royal blue and lions are signs of royalty. Like when you look at a old English family crest, you when see you look, lions. When on you it. look at the house of this the is house. our breakdown of the football game against ODU. You know, when so, when, some, when someone gets tar on their foot, it gets all black and blue. That's why we wear black and blue. Yep. That's exa- that's Can we exactly. say that they're House Lannister? Then who are we? I don't know. I can't. I can't think of a house that has a a ram. House I mean, Ramister. Where well, I'll say Ram I'll say that stags. we're no, they're the stags, but we can say that we're Boltons because Ramsey Bolton. So. I don't want to be Ramsey. <laughs> so we're House Bolton. Anyway, we're bad guys, I guess. <laughs> um, the the Monarchs had eight sacks last week or yesterday in the game against UMass. I think our offensive line is good enough to handle yeah, the Conference they, USA. They've been um, relatively good so far. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have any complaints about them, so. If we lose, it all hit the panic button. Yeah, I expected a loss this week, so I, I can't be too upset. Yeah, but you want to come into this game with a win. No, I, if there's going to need to be a time for a first win, this needs to be one. We need to bring a, a win back to Chapel. Oh, that's, that's another thing. Soon. I forgot. I forgot my second apology of David's apology corner. Uh, <laughs> I forgot to apologize to Brandon Harris because I yes. thought he was a complete and total scrub <laughs> after the Cal game, but he actually. Had that offense moving, so hopefully, I mean, my if if Chaz is injured, like uh, like if he has like a nagging injury, I would assume that Brandon Harris starts at the beginning of the ODU game. Does that mean that Nathan Elliott gets in the <laughs> rotation? Oh, man, no, I think Manny they would keep. I think they would keep I, Thunderdome. <laughs> I think they would keep Brandon Harrison if Chaz was injured. I went off Larry Fedora's wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> we can't go anywhere. We're in the band, dude. <laughs> Our seats are locked. <laughs> Just please win. Please win. Please, please, please win. win. All right. So since the last time we recorded, did we get a chance to look at um, the men's basketball um, schedule? Yeah. Our non-conference schedule is basically what I would, would expect. We always schedule, like, we don't schedule scrubs in the in the non-conference season. Nah. Um, we got, uh, what, what is it called? The um, the Phil Knight Invitational. Phil Knight Invitational. Um, and we got, I know that Arkansas is licking their chops. They want some revenge after the that controversial NCAA win that led to our championship. I was right in front of him. That wasn't a charge. I watched with my two eyes. One, it wasn't a charge. Two, I never want to experience anything close to that Arkansas <laughs> game ever again in my life. I was standing right in front of the dude. I saw him right there. That was not a charge. I wanted I to throw it. up. I wanted to throw up and cry at the same time. <laughs> I synced it with my own two eyes. It wasn't a charge. Yeah, so um, we have a chance to play Arkansas then. Um, we would have possibly Michigan State two days later. Um, that Wednesday, we have Michigan at home in the ACC Big Ten Challenge and then go to Charlotte to play Davidson. 
So that's a, that's a little bit of a stretch. I'm also really I'm excited for that Michigan that Big Ten challenge with, with that's Michigan. That's gonna be fun. I'm ready for Michigan to come to the dome. I'm ready to I'm ready to bring a sign that says "Thanks for the championship" <laughs> with a timeout. We're going to do some timeouts the entire game. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be great. Oh man, because we know that Roy's gonna not gonna call them, so we'll use them for Michigan. Is this the first time we've played them since? Yeah, yeah so. since '93. It, it is. That's fantastic. We're <laughs> <laughs> yeah. also my hands evilly. No, Roy should like find a way that he can actually give them a timeout to use. Because I'm su- I'm sure they would be able to use it. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm so distracted. <laughs> okay, so in our makeshift studio, there's like clear windows everywhere, and then like <laughs> the room behind us, there's like a dance class going on, <laughs> and like I just I caught David like looking over my shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. Y'all, we've had some struggles today. We I'm really, so tired. We've really been struggling today. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway. Anyway. Any, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to expound on that. Back to basketball. Um, um, also, we got a game that will be kind of tugging at my heartstrings. We're playing Ohio State. We do have Ooh. Ohio State and, in New Orleans. You know, I'll so. root for Carolina to death, but it's going to be a little hard rooting against my team from the – the first 18 years of Okay, life. but conceivably, if you were a smart person, you would root for the clearly better team. That just makes me a Fairweather fan. But it wouldn't be Fairweather if you're a fan. You're technically a fan of both teams, correct? I mean, yeah. I I wouldn't call myself an, a diehard Ohio State anymore. Yeah, so it'd be fine. Just, just cheer for Carolina. Yeah, but like... We do have... Sorry, go. It's like if you grew up somewhere and then you moved away and you played against them. And well, like, it, it, like, say... Say I grew up in Solon, Ohio, and I moved to Twinsburg and going into my junior year of high school, and I was actually good at sports. What the hell is and Twinsburg? I have no idea what any, anything you just Solon, said. Solon, <laughs> that's where I'm from. Twinsburg, that's our neighboring town. What part of the Seven Kingdoms is that? <laughs> it's in the Riverlands. By um, the old gods and the new. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it's different, but. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I grew up a Giants fan. And then. You poor soul. And then, <laughs> hey, this poor soul experienced two championships. So, <laughs> um, Colby's got the Wikipedia page of Twinsburg, Ohio, up right now. They are the home of the largest Twins festival in the world, Twins Days. I would just like to clarify: I'm a Panthers fan now. <laughs> uh, Twinsburg is a city in Summit County, Ohio, United States, about halfway between between Akron and Cleveland. The population was eighteen thousand seven hundred ninety-five at the twenty ten census. I would expect. Thanks. I was, I was, I was, Thanks for sharing. An avocado. I was, Thanks. <laughs> I was half expecting the air horn <laughs> in that silence. Oh man. Anyway, back to basketball. Can I just? Can we point out the fact that we don't know anything about ODU? <laughs> like we. This is technically the Old Dominion <laughs> portion of the podcast. Shoot, I moved on. And no, none I, of us know anything. <laughs> I moved on to basketball. I'm not even gonna bother trying oh wait that's right we did move on i'm not on. gonna pretend to know anything about that's how seamless it was i feel i thought we skipped odu <laughs> even though we technically talked about that. uh what does the stretches look like for the acc all right we got some tough ones um oh, but yeah. before we do that we do have true road games unlike a certain um school down the road um we go to stanford um early in the season when oh, wow. we also go to tennessee that's a tough one we almost lost to tennessee this oh, year yeah that oh, was yeah. brutal tony got that clutch block wasn't that also when Joel was injured? He yes, did it was. It, it is. That was and the time rem- when he was injured. Remember what our offense is without Joel on the floor. Scary. Bad. Not in a good way. <laughs> Not scary good. Yeah. Um, so our ending stretch in the ACC season is kind of 
it's very rough. Yeah. It's rough. Um, we have a five-game stretch where we play Duke at home, State on the road, and then Notre Dame at home. That's Thursday, Saturday, Monday. That's isn't, hard. Isn't Syracuse somewhere in there, too? Um, Don't we end with, like, Syracuse, Miami, Duke? We end with Duke, State, Notre Dame, Louisville, Syracuse, Miami, Duke. That's brutal. Gonna, I hate playing Syracuse. We're going to lose some games. For two reasons. My parents are Syracuse alums. So my mom's converted to Carolina, but my dad is like, he'll always wear Q stuff anytime we play. So when we played in that Final Four in 2015, no, 2016. 2016. 2016. We played in 2016. He wore his uh, Syracuse stuff in Chapel Hill. And I was like, nah, man. Zone is for cowards. But yeah, and the second part is the zone. <laughs> but now they don't have uh, Tyler Lydon. Or whoa, what was that one guy that always drilled every three-pointer? Cooney. Cooney. Oh, I couldn't Trevor stand Cooney. him. Oh, I could not stand him. Goodness. He was on Aaron Craft levels of hate. I love Aaron Craft. <laughs> um, he was to the, my favorite throw back, back to in our, the day when Ohio State was good. Throw back to our old podcast when we thought he said Aaron Carter. <laughs> <laughs> I literally couldn't think of his name. I was like, Aaron Carter. And then when, um, that made, reminded me that Aaron Carter's brother was Chip Skylark. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that... Uh, now that Ethan I don't Cooney. know why I said now that, but <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> Get your words my out. Gu- <laughs> my guy to hate in the AC. <laughs> my guy to hate <laughs> It's been a long day. Oh, my guy my My guy to hate in the ACC these days. Outside of Duke, obviously, is Kyle Guyon, Virginia. Oh, my God. He killed us that one game last year, and he has a man bun, and he looks like a chicken nugget. (laughs) Sources have told me that I think he's cut the man bun for the season. Good. He still looks like a chicken nugget. (laughs) We're not going to talk about how bad the ACC was in the NCAA tournament last year. Except for North Carolina. Who cares? I mean, one of the... (laughs) I mean, one of the people that I was going to be afraid of this season is on our team now, in Cam Johnson. So I'm excited to see what he'll That's do for good. us. Because um, he scorched us when Pitt came. He, he obviously can't. Points. He obviously can't fill the gap that Justin Jackson left, but he's a, he's as good of a guy as anyone. He oh, is yeah. a ACC battle tested veteran, so he's going to be able to come in. And he's produce. worth more than what a five star would have been. Yes. Yeah. We also have Clemson at home this year, so that's a win. <laughs> it was it the 57, 58 year streak of beating him in the- not, um no, not years, like going on a hundred years as games. Mm-hmm. Fifty some games. It's a dub. It's a dub. Um any last thoughts on um basketball? I'm really excited for basketball. Late night with the Roy is on my birthday, October thirteenth, so as a birthday present I will get to see the banner go up. I I'm ready to see the banner fall. That's gonna be really fun. Oh yeah. It's gonna be great. All right, Aaron, I'm giving you, in our failed podcast, I gave you two and a half minutes. I'm not making that mistake again. Two minutes. Are you ready for your baseball corner? I will not mute anyone this time. I'm Please ready. don't. Please don't. I muted them all last time. I got way too power hungry. <laughs> I love baseball. I wore my sandals today. I'd really hate for my feet to go all the way up your butt this today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. All right. Ready? Are you ready? Are yep. you marked? Is it? Go. Tribes won 17 in a row. Everyone in Cleveland that ordered windows from Universal Windows Direct got free windows from the month of July because we won 15 games in a row and broke the Tribes record for most consecutive games won. 
Hopefully, by the time we go up, we have 18 straight wins. We're playing the Orioles right now. We scored the first run again. Now that's 17 of the last 18 games where we scored the first run. Dodgers lost 10 in a row. Uh, they're not going to the World Series. We're going all the way. We're going to win. Uh, Corey Kluver's winning the Cy Young. He is unstoppable. He has been lights out. Jose Ramirez has been amazing. He's going to win the MVP. Jose Altuve is going to fall off in the last month of the season. Carlos Santana has been playing for a big contract. He has the highest OPS, which for y'all that don't know baseball, that's on-base percentage plus slugging in the second half of the season. That's His OPS is 1.025. That is incredible. OPS is on-base plus slugging. I did just explain that. Thanks for taking away some of my time. I was not listening. Tito Francona has been an amazing coach. You could say he's the GOAT. He's going to win manager of the year. Eddie Cleveland, Edwin Encarnacion, he has been en fuego, as they say. His parrot... <laughs> has been on fleek. He has been hitting a bunch of home runs. He has been amazing recently. Jay Bruce. We have one, I think 20, we're like somewhere around 25 and five since we got him. And he has been a very valuable addition to the Indians. And I mean, I think it's this clear that we're going all the way. That's all you got written down. You got anything else? Indians are going all the way. Book it. Has anyone told you you should do auctions? <laughs> <laughs> One minute, 31 seconds. All right. We and that's like with some major pauses in there and some improvisation. We do want to welcome everybody at, back from the regular bathroom break session. There as we get back button. to our regular Why scheduled programming. Why would anyone skip that part? Y'all, there, was, there were eight items on his list to talk about things. Eight items, and he did it in a minute and 31 seconds. <laughs> it's kind of impressive. Wow. Anyway. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> NFL week one. Coming to an end. Panthers undefeated season. Going to the chip. <laughs> and winning this time. <laughs> like how the Browns do? How's that 23-0 campaign going? Moral victories, Mav. Moral victories. 23 moral victories. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Get those, the, the, what is it, Tennessee's <laughs> moral victory belt? <laughs> the University of Tennessee's moral victory belt. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, we don't have moral victory belts. We have draft picks. Unfortunately. How do we want to do this? Who do we want to start with? Let's start with Aaron talking about Deshaun Kaiser because he actually has like a quarterback to talk about. <laughs> Ouch, Cam. <laughs> I didn't mean it sound that harsh. Wow, I'm I, telling I, Cam. I really didn't. I'm telling Cam. Deshaun Kaiser actually looked pretty good. I think he had around 200 yards passing. He had a touchdown and an interception. For a rookie in his first game, especially a Cleveland rookie, he exceeded every expectation that I had for him. He did look really good when I saw I don't know if play. he's our quarterback of the future, but he is at least our quarterback of the present. And I, this Browns team stayed with the, the stud-loaded Steelers team for the whole game. I think that they made clear that the Browns are going to win some games this season. I don't think they'll – I don't think they'll – I they was, won't be abysmal. Yeah, they won't be as abysmal as I thought they were. We're not going to be the worst team in the division. The Bengals were <laughs> horrible. Bad. Four, Andy Dalton, four, four picks, picks and a fumble. He got me minus four points against Mav, but that's I'm a, still going to beat him. That's a Jake DeLone game. He is that not is a Jake the DeLone head game. ginger in charge in that case. What was it? The Red Rider BB gun? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's, he's not a representative ginger right now, so we've kicked him out. He's suspended for a week. He can try to regain admittance next week. Deshaun Kaiser had, um, he was sacked seven times. Yikes. Seven times today, which is, which is rough, um, which was a loss of 42 yards. What about those Titans? Unfortunately, we lost to the Raiders, but I, I'm not 
worried about the season yet. It's just one game. Marcus Mariotti was back. I was glad that he was able to recover so quickly from his leg injury. He already had a rushing touchdown today. Uh, we still show that we have a much more balanced wide receiving core in Delaney Walker, uh, Rashard Matthews, and even rookie Corey Davis. He had some spectacular catches, and that's the reason why we drafted him. Uh, and so I think we have a lot of growth to do this year, and we're going to be right back into it next week when we play the Jags. So uh, we're now going to talk about the only team that won today. Yeah. The Panthers. Keep pounding. Keep pounding. I thought Cam started off a little rusty. I mean, he threw two passes in the preseason. Coming off of an injury, coming off the surgery, not throwing any in-game pass. Like, what, two preseason passes? Two preseason passes. He was two of two for a touchdown. He had half of his preseason passes were touchdowns. That's not enough. That's not enough. For, it took him a second to get in his rhythm, but when he found it. The second half, he looked really, really good. He found it. I think, I think the power of Christian McCaffrey goes beyond just production and yards. Mm-hmm. I think his mere presence on the field warrants attention and that frees up some other guys so like when specifically on this um jonathan stewart touchdown catch uh that was beautiful by the way it was beautiful it was very beautifully that's the one time i'm ever going to say that it was a beautifully designed shula play oh yeah like they had christian mccaffrey roll out to the to the flat and basically the whole defense followed him and then they threw it and then cam threw it underneath to jonathan stewart and he just rumbled into the end zone for an easy touchdown that is what you use Christian McCaffrey for. I think one of the best things about having Christian McCaffrey is that we can use him for the first three quarters. When defense gets tired, Jonathan Stewart comes in and runs through everybody because he's big enough and he can. I mean, at the end of the towards the end of the second half, I think it was like third and fifteen, and they just kind of it was he just kind of they just kind of threw it to Christian as a whatever screw it play. Yeah, see what happens. He got sixteen. He got the first down. That's the kind of stuff he can do. Other encouraging things, um, the Panthers got the ball with um, 8.48 to go in the fourth quarter and did not give it back. They ran, ran out the rest of the ran clock. Ran out the whole clock. That's crazy. Um, which is something that didn't happen last year. And I think it was all about through rushing. Oh, yeah, all rushing. No passes were thrown. Yeah, that's incredible. And another part, this defense. Defense they looks good. They ate today. Oh, man. Against, against Brian Hoyer. But still, but still five still, sacks. Yeah. Five sacks. Uh, one interception one by interception, Luke. One fumble. <sighs> that has me excited. And one last thing. Julius Peppers on that line. Julius Peppers is big. Um, Cam Newton was not sacked. That's even, that's the, probably the most important takeaway from this game. Yeah. Offensive line looks very much improved. Um, so Panthers won 23-3. to Next week we have the Panthers B team in the Bills um, facing our old defensive coordinator. Um, they really time. they legitimately stole our entire team. They really did. <laughs> um, that's it for um the NFL week. Um, are you still predicting your Brown Super Bowl? Obviously, beautiful. We got y'all in a couple weeks. We'll see how that goes. Tighten down. No, we're gonna tighten up on y'all. No, we can. All right, the battle of the trash teams. <laughs> Let's get to some Twitter questions. So our first um, question comes from Annie Rindle at Annie Rindle, Annie underscore Rindle, who asks, what is the worst song of 2017 so far? Who wants to go first? Because y'all know what I'm going to say. I do know what you're going to say. I'm going for Look What You Made Me Do. 
a late contender. I will acknowledge that. Um, she almost came. For, Taylor almost came for the crown. But lyrically, melodically, rhythmically, trash. that whole thing is trash. Trash. And I know some people who listen to this podcast are going to hate me for it. But that whole song is it's not trash. Good. It's trash. You have a build up to a chorus that is not satisfying in any way. The lyrics aren't good. They're not. It's like hashtag fake deep. And it's like every like every other new age Taylor Swift song where it's just whiny about a particular She's done person. This before, like if this was the first time she did this, like it would be fine. But she had was Bad Blood not the new Taylor thing? That wasn't already? Blank Space the new Taylor thing? Exactly. Wasn't all of 1989 the new Taylor thing? It's old. I don't care anymore. I don't care that you're quote unquote edgy right now. Yeah. I miss when you were singing about not being a cheerleader. She has a good voice. Mm-hmm. It's like... I, I do not hate Taylor Swift like other people hate Taylor Swift. But I hate this side of Taylor Swift. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. I don't have any money. She has a lot of money. So. I'm it's sorry. A ha- it's a habit now. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. The old never made varsity can't come to the phone right now. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh. Because they did. <laughs> yeah, technically one of our old podcasts already died. <laughs> yep. So We have multiple failed takes in the graveyard. We really do. Um, I, would gonna... re- I would release the one from earlier today, but that's just an hour of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Christmas episode. I won't, I won't rain on Colby's parade because I know right. what he's going to say. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I, want, I, have, a, I have a couple first. Okay. Um, Runner up is Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. Really? Yes. I think it's fine. Not for anything that it actually does. Like, I think it's a fine song, but just for the pure fact that every time I turn my head, I hear it. Anytime I turn my car, I hear it. Well, when I go to the store, I hear it. When I'm in the bathroom, I hear it. When I go to sleep, I hear it in my nightmares. Well, David, the club isn't the best place Stop. to Stop. <laughs> so the bar is where I go. Stop. I would need to drown out my sorrows with alcohol if I have to listen to it one more time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, but I honestly think the worst song of 2017 is Juju on that beat. <laughs> is that this year? That is 2017, I'm pretty oh, sure. no. That is indeed 2017. Okay. <laughs> Are we thinking the same thing right For now? For the pure reason that it... it it's it, Savannah's party. Yes. <laughs> so, one, Juju on the beat ruined the legacy of Nuck If You Buck. <laughs> and secondly, David, were you at Savannah's birthday party? Oh, wait, this might, this might not be 2017. It says released in 2016. Dang it. Uh, oh, I'm going to tell the story anyway. <laughs> um, we were at um, one of our bros' birthday parties. We heard a beat that sounded reminiscent. Of Nuck If You Buck. And I was waiting. I was waiting in, like, the corner. I was like, I'm going to see if this is Nuck If You Buck or not. And then... Juju on that beat. One of the bros. I'm not going to say their name. I'm not going to write them out like that. But they were like, all right, let's stroll. And we strolled to Juju on that beat. I have never been so mad in my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right. if, uh, If that's 2016, then I would... I would say that Tunnel Vision by Kodak Black is probably the worst. Yes, bad song. It's a really bad song. song. Everything Kodak Black puts out is not that good. But this one was particularly bad. Especially because I have to keep hearing it. All right, Colby. Let's get it over with. The worst song of 2017 is Body Like a Back Road (laughs) by Sam Hunt. False. It's so bad. It is bad. It's not a bad song. It's catchy and it's good. Just because it's catchy does not mean it's good. Do you make it catchy off. does not equal good. <laughs> Do you know how bad, how, how dirty back roads are? Okay. Back roads have ditches. 
<laughs> back roads are not smooth. You should not drive with your eyes closed. This man is saying, girl, you got some acne. <laughs> got some back acne everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. She said, I am driving illegally with my eyes closed. I am driving 15 under speed limit. No one likes you. You're like that one tractor you get stuck behind on the back road. You are London Tipton and Sweet Love, Zach and Cody. <laughs> what What does taking a slow drive as fast as you can mean? Nothing. It means nothing. This whole song is platitude. What about taking a fast drive as slow as you can? (laughs) He's enjoying every inch of it. Every inch of it. By doing it fast? (laughs) Messing up his his suspension on his probably jacked up truck. You ever driven driven on Rosemary? Yeah, it's like that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand that song. It's bad. Yeah. Fine. It's pretty bad. And this is not me pooping on country music because I quite like country music. Country music is fine. I think that we also have to mention that everything by Jake Paul is trash. Trash. So that's just a given, though. This is true. Any other Mav does not listen to bad music. I don't. I don't really listen to bad music. I guess you don't listen to bad music. You don't watch bad movies. Do you do bad anything? Okay, listen. I'm a high quality person. Oh my god. I like to listen to quality entertaining material. Welcome to Mav's eHarmony profile. Swipe right. Hey. Or left. I am single, ladies. Let's go. Oh, don't, uh, don't say that. <laughs> got chill up my spine. <laughs> you know what? Actually, I also want to mention that everything the Chainsmokers put out. <laughs> I just After hate, they admitted I, that they like Duke. Yeah, that's true. I just hate the band name, the Chainsmokers. It's not even that. It's that everything follows the same... Same core progression. Same core progression. Same basic outline. it's rubbing off on everybody. Every yeah. song this year up until Despacito sounded like Chainsmokers. Despacito is such a good song. The original one. I don't know what you're if saying. If only you knew what the good. English lyrics were. Actually. I know. I've heard oh, it. It's gross. Not you know that that's so the walk-up song of a player on a certain baseball team that's going to win the World Series. Francisco Lindor of the Cleveland Indians. Anyway, let's talk about our favorite sports <laughs> movies from anyway. um, at Nick, Nick <laughs> Bafia. Nick underscore Bafia. What are our favorite sports movies? Rudy's Trash. <laughs> you can't just throw that out so there. So is like Hoosiers. That. Yes, you can. No, Hoosiers is good, but Rudy, they're rewarding they they are rewarding a kid for pouting for years by giving him a spot on the team for a useless play and then they freak out. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna and crap act on like Rudy. he's the MVP. I'm not gonna say it's the best movie, but I'm also not gonna crap on Rudy. I am. Radio is also a good one. Radio is I good. Do like radio, radio is a very good one. I forgot about that one last time we did this, but Radio is a good one. Radio is solid. But yeah, remember the Titans, and it's not even close. Tighten up. What's yours? Uh, Glory Road is mine. I, uh, it's the story of Texas Western uh, upsetting Kentucky in the 1966 National Championship game. It was a really cool story. I, I think it's on Netflix. I think y'all should check it out. It's a really good movie. Um, I really... Okay. I did. Well, the other cool thing, yeah, like, I forgot about that too. Two, and, story. Yeah. Uh, at 2016 Final Four, it was the 50-year anniversary of them winning the championship, and so they honored them at halftime at the Final Four. So I got the privilege to meet, actually, the team before they went on center court, and I thought that was a really special moment for me. Like, I, was, I went to go see that movie with my uh, seventh-grade basketball team, uh, and it was like a – we kind of took that movie as like an inspirational thing going into our game. It just the, the overall idea of overcoming the odds against a Goliath opponent. Uh, 
and then getting to meet those guys in real life. That was just something really special to me, getting to see them. So I have, can I do two? Because I just thought of an, sorry, can I do two? I just thought of a second one. Um, Fine. You're going to laugh at me for both of these. The first one is um, Talladega Nights, Ballad of Ricky Bobby. It's not a sports movie. It is a sports movie. It's not a sports movie. If you're not first, you're last. And he was high when he said that. I said that. It's a good movie. It's solid. That is definitely a sports movie. Just like Die Hard is a Christmas movie. (laughs) I think that. I oh, think that Ignoring Talladega me? Nights is a is more of a sports movie than Die Hard is a Christmas. Movie. I will Die get... Hard is totally a Christmas movie, which also makes Talladega Nights totally a sports movie. Die Hard is a Christmas movie, but Talladega Nights is not a sports movie. Yes, it is. But what I do about, I do like is... the scene though where he's like <laughs> where he thinks he's crippled and he <laughs> just sticks the knife <laughs> in his leg. What about is Blades of Glory a sports movie? See, because figure skating is an Olympic sport, so yes. Right. Are you saying that NASCAR is not a sport? It's not a sport. What What about that? Are you NASCAR? about to argue? What about NASCAR is hundred percent? What about is dodgeball a sports movie? Yes, totally. What's your classification what? criteria? I don't have one. I just like to make y'all mad. Dodgeball is an activity. <laughs> if, if this got this reaction, like, what is the second one? You're gonna laugh. The first cars. Oh. <laughs> don't. Now you're really just trying my patience. Don't today. you even dare. No, absolutely not. Now Dude, you're really cars trying. is good. And I also don't just like good as a, I don't like many sports movies, so good as a is, cars. A, is a word. Cars. I'm sticking with it. No. Oh, Mine is obviously yes. the best one. Incorrect. Mine is about my hometown team, Cleveland Indians, Major League. Fantastic film. Nothing gets me more excited for baseball than Major League. Anyway. You're a wild thing, aren't you? So. You could say that I make your heart sing. Please stop. Um, wait. Two, one, two things. Uh, Coach Carter is also another one mm-hmm. that I really like. Two, I did not know that there was a movie about the Durham Bulls mm-hmm. called Bull Durham. Bull Durham. I know it's called Bull Durham. <laughs> he played for the Asheville Tourists, but the I, team that I interned for this summer. The jersey that he wore in the movie is actually in the office. I walked by it every day. Yes. Really cool. But I, I had never seen – I didn't know who the Durham Bulls were until I moved here. And even at that point, it was just because we had to play the the national anthem at the – The worst the gig game. of the year. <laughs> no. Martinsville was the True. worst gig in the entire universe. It was bad. The fact that we went to a place that – after we just beat UVA, we go to Martinsville, Virginia, go march around <laughs> this slanted NASCAR track, <laughs> and it's like 20 million degrees outside. Celsius, <laughs> but uh, and we got booed. They say marching yeah. tar, national anthem played by the marching tar heels. Three boo. <laughs> it, was, it was it was rough. Fantastic. But we got Mitch Trubisky out of that whole deal. Mister Biscuit. <laughs> uh, so I looked at the Rotten Tomato scores for all these movies. Um, see what our Lord and Savior, um, Rotten Tomato said. Starting from bottom, Glory Road at 55. That is, that is horrible. We have Fake news. Talladega Nights at 72. We have Remember Your Titans at 73. That's so... We have so, Cars at 74. That's so bad. <laughs> no. In Major League at 82. Uh, don't scream into the mic this time. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes knows best. It knows It that. really doesn't. What is Major, it? it knows Major League's the greatest hey, movie while of you're all on, time. While you're on Rotten Tomatoes, do you know what it has? The new one? The new one. Yes. The new one? 
Maybe you're talking about the miniseries. Is it a sports 90s. movie? Yes. They had to run. <laughs> Running is a sport. Harry Potter, the original, is a Christmas movie. They have a Christmas scene in it. I think there's a real argument that... Never mind. Uh, I'd say Star Wars is a Christmas movie because no, they show not. it every Christmas. No, it's not. It's not. Uh, it has an 87. That's pretty lit. Um, 7.2 out of 10 is the average rating. That's a good sequel, in my opinion. If it has a higher than a 50, then it's a good sequel. Yeah. Or a remake, I guess. It's not a sequel. Reboot, it's a remake. Remake. Reboot. Yeah. Um, all right. Last question from Timmy Turner at Turner Metlicott. Congratulations for getting four weeks in a row. Get your questions answered. Um, what's more fun to watch, college football or the NFL? I'm in a weird spot about this because I'm... So, I like watching NFL. Like, if I wanted, was to turn on the TV and I saw college football, I would be less inclined to watch it unless it was a team that I actually care about or if it's, like, one of those top teams, like, maybe top five, top eight teams. But NFL, I can watch any game and really enjoy it, even if it's not, you know, if it's, like, the Colts or something, like, one of those crap teams, teams, like a terrible team like the Colts. and then, The Colts that we just learned were trash a couple hours ago. Oh, I knew they were going to be trash, but... <laughs> I didn't. I, I, mean, I digress. I paid attention to I, I digress. I could watch one of those games, like any of those games. I would, I'll flip between a bunch of NFL games. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to NBA versus college basketball, I could watch whatever college basketball game is on, but I can't just flip around and care about any NBA team that, I, like, that is playing. Yeah. It's a weird dynamic. So when it comes to that question, I would say I like NFL football better on a consistent basis, and I like college basketball better than NBA basketball. Yeah. It's weird. Other than, like, watching North Carolina or, like, the elite of the elite, like Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, I well, other than that, uh, I think I prefer watching the NFL just because those are the professionals, you know, the people at the top of their game. Uh, I just like that environment more. I only like watching stuff because I like being a part of the environment. So if I'm watching Carolina play in Kenyon Stadium, then, yeah, I'm going to probably enjoy that a little bit more. But watching NFL, like, I still think that's a, you're getting the best talent, I think, at that point. In the NBA and in college basketball, let's add that to the question. And I would probably agree with David. Like, I could probably watch any college basketball game, but I can't necessarily pick up and watch any NBA game. It's a weird thing. The only team I will watch probably is the Mavericks. So I think the real test of college football versus the NFL is NFL, the NFL Red Zone channel versus the ESPN Goal Line channel. Um, I can sit in front of my TV when the Panthers have a bye and watch NFL Red Zone all day and be 100% entertained the whole time. I cannot sit and watch ESPN Goal Line for football. Well, that's because Red Zone is clearly better. It's the same concept. But Red Zone is clearly better. It's literally the same thing. It's just one has better football because they are professional athletes. (laughs) But that's what I was saying about college basketball. Like, technically, the NBA has better athletes. Yeah. But, like... I just I, enjoy watching. I'm with you, yeah. Like the um, the bad basketball makes it more <laughs> more entertaining. Like when well, I can... no, that's that's why I like watching. I love watching both the NFL and NBA. Don't get me wrong. I I'm similar to David, where I could watch NBA or college basketball, and I'll be happy watching any game. But I like watching college in a vacuum more. I think like if I'm just watching one game because 
in college, both basketball and football, you can have more, you can have different philosophies on offense or defense and they're going to work. Whereas it, in the NFL, everyone runs a similar offense. Everyone's going to run a standard four, three or three, four defense. There's not really as much like variation, obviously in talent there is, but every se- every team runs the same base. This is true. Kind of thing. I do really, I have a new appreciation for the NBA. Like, I used to never watch the NBA, and then, like, the past three or four years, I've been really, really into the NBA. Good basketball, great basketball is beautiful. But I just like seeing, I just like seeing crap, like, when a team comes back from, like, 13 down. It was in Northern Iowa versus Texas A&M. Something like that. The good thing about doing this podcast twice is that <laughs> we have these references right off the top of our heads. Yeah. What about Iowa. when a team comes back from being down 3-1? Because <laughs> that happens in the NBA sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah, when the entire team is hurt. Uh, <laughs> excuse you? <laughs> No. And one player gets uh, suspended for game five. <laughs> We're not going to do this. <laughs> We're not going to do this right now. <laughs> so let's move on to our weekly trivia recap. Um, how we do this week? We did pretty darn good. Yeah, we did. We had two perfect rounds. We got all 10 questions right in the second round. And we got a perfect uh, six degrees of separation. We sure did. We um, connected Ben Affleck to John Cusack in six movies, including Matt Damon in there. So Matt we could actually... For the extra point. Uh, we also did all show. I'm Sean Connery. Uh, we also did um, better than the other trumpet team. So, yeah. Take it that. was a successful week. It was hey, a successful week. But give all the credit to our new opponents. Uh, I think feel like they bring out the best in us. You know, like when LeBron uh, cited that the Dallas Mavericks were the reason that why he did so well in the 2012 NBA Finals. He said it was because Dirk and the Mavs you know, inspired him. In which That's me snoring. <laughs> oh, I didn't pick that up. That's how bored I am. <laughs> What'd you eat this week? I ate cherry sours from CVS, 10 out of 10. I did not burn my mouth this week. And when that I was... That would be very unfortunate <laughs> if you burn your mouth on some cherry sours. I mean, if something's sour enough, you can burn your tongue. I've done it before. It's not fun. But when I was outside doing my reveal, scarfing down a couple of them... Adam Shinehouse came out and he looks at me and he's like, what are those? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Nikki. (laughs) Adam's never going to watch this again. Sorry, Adam. That was not meant to come out that high. What are those? And I give him one (laughs) and he proceeds to eat half the bag himself. And I brought him in this week. I hit him again. Well, no, I didn't hide them last week. This week, I hid them, and they didn't ask. But still, please sponsor us. All right. So, does anyone have anything notable that happened in our lives in the past week? Uh, Before I go on my ramble. Oh, yeah. Do we have our trivia question for the folks? Oh, yes, we do. Um, yes, we do. Do you want to do it, Darren? Sure. So... I just realized we didn't shout out who got the trivia question right at the beginning of the it podcast. Fine. It was your cousin. It doesn't matter. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ross, I'm sorry. Colby came for your life. Wow. So, our trivia question last week. I actually like doing it more here. 
our trivia question last week was there is one MLB team that has different colored numbers on the front and back of their uniforms. What team is it? The correct answer is the LA Dodgers. They have red on the front and blue on the back. Ross, you were the only person that answered. <laughs> so you were also the first one that answered correctly. So shout out to Ross at Ross Simon says, you say that I stole this trivia question from you, but I don't think you own trivia questions. You may own this equipment that we're using, but you don't own trivia. Anyways. Congratulations. Anyway. I will find you, and I will give you that firm handshake. Let's set up a time and place. So, it's time for my sales pitch. So, um, this semester I am in a sports sales class um, at UNC, and what we are doing in this class is selling actual tickets to actual games. So, we are selling tickets to the UNC versus Western Carolina game. Uh, We are also selling tickets to two Hurricanes games that I can tweet out at a later date. Um, and we are also selling tickets to the December 3rd matchup between the UNC Tar Heels men's basketball game against the Tulane Golden Wave. Yes, they're all on their phones. Um, against the Tulane Golden Wave. Um, all of these tickets are for less than what you will see on Ticketmaster and StubHub. So please, if you want to come to these games, let me know and I can find you these tickets. Please. Because if my group makes the most money, I get an automatic A on the final. And I'm going to straight up say that. Please help me get an A in this class. I can't believe you did a whole sale pitch. I sure did. On this podcast. Oh, uh, Switzer did his thing. Switzer did his thing where he didn't call a fair catch. Oh, really? Yeah. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, it worked? Yeah, he got like uh, 10, 15 yards out of it. Now he's laughing on the sideline. <laughs> that little goober. I love him. <laughs> We're all in Switzerland. Uh, anything else this week? Did we give our, our new... We did not give the new trivia question. Yeah, we need to give the new trivia question. So we're Go staying on the theme of baseball. Buy tickets. We're staying on the theme of baseball this week. In baseball, if you strike out four times in a game, it's called a golden sombrero. So the trivia question this week is, what is it called when, you, when someone strikes out five times in one game? If you know the answer, tweet it at us, at NeverMadePod. And if you're the first person to answer it correctly, you will get a shout-out. And a firm handshake from Mav. You know, maybe I should start selling these because my, my fa- handshakes, they're, they're pretty quality. You know, like I said, I'm a high-quality person. Is this part of your eHarmony account too? Yep. <laughs> firm handshakes? I take long walks on the beach and give you firm handshakes. I feel like that's an innuendo for something, but we're going to move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so if you like the podcast... <laughs> Um, we moved um, away from SoundCloud. We are no longer on SoundCloud. We are on Podient. They wanted money. Because SoundCloud wanted money from us, and we are broke. Um, so we moved to Podient. So if you want to find this, you can go to nevermadevarsity.podient.co. If you want to leave a rating for us on iTunes, please do that. Five stars. You can say whatever you want about us. Literally whatever. Um, if you want to get in contact with us, tell us anything you liked or didn't like. Let us know via our Twitter at NeverMadePod. Uh, thank you, Jake Cochran, for the theme music, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.